Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch. I've met many clones in my time, but never one like you. Attention troopers and welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CTO831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 7, titled Battle Scars. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now, before we all get our inhibitor chips removed, and oh, I cannot wait for that, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, he's taller than a Jawa, smaller than Jabba, and just as entertaining as Jar Jar, he's CT1231, also known as Edit. Hello. <laughs> that was my Jar Jar That's a Jar Jar? Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds Misa, very close Misa, to your... Misa, not uh, okay. sure what uh, you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were doing the, the hello, darling. Yeah, hello, the... darling. Oh, wrong one. Wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and rounding out our small battalion, we have the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT1006. But you can call him Joints. Hello, I'm here and ready. Here and ready. Getting that getting that good uh what is that? A, a e-cig? Is that a What are you what are you it's, rocking today? It is a vaporizer for the green ganja. Nice. Vaporizer, <laughs> I mean green ganja's of our world, but but <laughs> vaporizer sounds like something from Star Wars for sure. Oh yeah. Um all right, well listen, are you troopers ready to violate order 66 with me? Oh yeah. Yep. Let's get into oh, it. Yeah. yeah, let's violate it. Uh but before we dive in, I want to get your your high-level thoughts. Uh, on the episode, of course, Joints, why don't you start us off? What did you think of the uh, this episode? Uh, it's the one we've been waiting for. It was a nice, big, meaty episode. Stuff happened, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking forward to where it's going next. I thought it also, the music and some of the shots yeah. in it were fantastic yeah. in this episode. Like, kind of standout moments in terms of like their, their animation style and setup was just, in this episode alone, so good. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I think that uh, this episode had the best of both. It had some character development and some narrative developments. It, it served both ends of of you know forwarding uh, the series. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it didn't feel like a filler. Maybe maybe it was filler, but it, it was actually very integral. Uh, as as we'll as we'll outline. But I hundred percent agree with you, Darcy. Uh, the music uh, had an eerie, very cinematic vibe to it. Uh, you know, like the whole time, the, the, all these episodes have been done in this like very narrow sort of letterboxing that feels more cinematic, uh, you know, than just traditional, you know, 16 by 9 filling the whole screen. Um, I don't think that's entirely new for, for this series to do that, but it's definitely pushing the boundaries and allowing them in other ways to kind of blend more cinematic elements like that graveyard just looked you know eerie and creepy oh, fantastic and the music yeah. the music and the sound effects and the sound design that went with it all they really hit home this sort of uh sort of scariness to it you know like a, a very very graveyard-esque so i really enjoyed this episode only because i i think it just blended everything so well yeah i mean it's it's again they're making some progress right they're finally making progress and seeing clone force 99 sort of take 
a pretty huge step for them for you know within the series. Uh, I think it it even further cements like they're no longer they're no longer soldiers of the empire, right? It, it, they're 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 more than that now. Um, and I do think that the episode was uh, pretty predictable. Um, but you know, one thing we, there was one thing that we really didn't get right. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, I think the episode, it felt like this was a big event, but it still felt light. Um, but there were some really nice character moments with Wrecker and Omega, which I think were a standout for me in this episode. Um, but guys, let's get, let's just dive right into the plot and, and kind of talk about it here. Um, the episode starts with Clone Force 99 on the run after intercepting a lizard from some Rokai in a job given to them by Sid. After a brief moment, they manage to fix the hyperdrive and escape back to Ord Mantell, where Clone Force 99 continue to reside. Doing, they, they're doing odd jobs for Sid to pay off a, a hefty debt that is only worsening thanks to Wrecker and Omega constantly buying a ton of Mantel mix uh, on Sid's tab after every successful mission, as per tradition, they say. Uh, while discussing that debt uh, and their previously failed mission, they hear blaster fire out in the bar. Upon investigation, an intruder reveals himself to be none other than Trooper CT-7567, Captain Rex himself. He informs the Bad Batch that after the war ended, he's been laying low. So low, in fact, that Echo informs him that he's been listed as KIA. After meeting Omega, Rex notices Wrecker's headache and warns Clone Force 99 that they need to remove their inhibitor chips, and if, uh, and if they don't, they're all ticking time bombs, saying, I don't want to bury any more of, my, of our brothers. Uh, so, guys, let's get right into it here. What did you think of seeing Rex again, and how do you think he was connected to Trace and Rafa Martez? Uh, Darcy. Oh, well, first off, I just want to say I love the opening. It was typical smuggler, Star, Star Wars smuggler fashion where the hyperdrive yeah. isn't working and they got to fix it to get it out of there. So yeah, I love that nostalgic start. Uh, but then seeing Rex again was really cool. And I got to think that they're, they must have... Their only connection really is Ahsoka at this point. So Ahsoka probably connected them. You're absolutely right. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this stuff is being uh, like setting up for Ahsoka's series. We'll see potentially flashbacks mm. or something like that. Like who knows? There's yeah. where their, their story's going, and it seems like they want to be a very avoid her, but still keep her included almost. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I also found it interesting that uh, when they were talking about the inhibitor chips, Omega like she doesn't have one, and like they just kind of. They kind of glossed over that. I feel like they could, we should dive. They could have dived into that a bit more. Like, why mm. doesn't she have one? I feel like she might know the fact. So, I uh, that'd be cool to see a payoff later on if they actually end up questioning that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Omega seems to know more than she's letting on. Um, so, I think she's got some secrets for sure. Mm -hmm. Justin, what did you think of? Uh, of seeing the good old blue and white armor. Just to the opening, I love that they just picked up the episode like in the middle of a chase. Uh, it goes right. to show that the Bad Batch are just kind of like very immersed right now in just doing these odd end jobs to, to make ends meet, if you will. And it's just building a sort of sense of like comfort for them. And, and they're looking more like a team with Omega added on. Um, but that leading into like seeing Rex, uh, you know, it's last week we were saying it would have been Bale, Organa. I said Ahsoka. I was pleasantly surprised to 
C. Rex, and uh, I thought it was a good sort of point now to introduce him uh, into this story. Obviously, he's he's seen some, for lack of better words, he's seen some shit uh, between, yeah, for between sure. Clone Wars and, and right into this. And he's very on guard of everyone, right? Like, he's as he said, being dead has afforded him the ability to kind of stay in hiding. It was nice to see him. Yeah, I did think that, that seeing Rex was cool. Um, I liked, yeah, I liked his sort of... Uh, like seeing his PTSD and, and understanding where he's coming from. Cause like, right. He's so on edge and like that, you got to think like the moments that he experienced in the uh, season seven finale of clone wars pretty happened pretty recently for the guy. Right? Actually. So, yeah. So that's, that's fairly close to when we would have seen him. Absolutely. I, I right? completely forgot about that. And so, um, so I did think it was cool to see him again. And I think his character made a lot of sense for the, for like, he served his purpose for what, what happened. But I do feel like, him in the episode was um a little bit underwhelming just in the sense of like if he's the he was the big reveal for the Rafa and Trace sort of mystery that we had from last week and I just feel like that was you were way too close yeah you were like yeah I was a little let down I was and but listen and I, I hey a lot of the times us as Star Wars fans we only have ourselves to blame and so we thought that it was going to be um Jimmy Smith's, Bail uh, not Jimmy Smith's. We <laughs> yeah. thought it was going to be Bail Organa, better known as Jimmy um, Smith's, <laughs> <laughs> better known as Jimmy Smith. Just alias. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we thought it was going to be uh, Bail Organa, but it, it it didn't turn out to be. And and I'm not so upset about that, but I just feel like I wanted them to sort of let us let that linger a little bit longer. Yeah, not so immediate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also let sort of Rex's. I thought it's. I thought it was going to be more than one episode. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm kind of going a little further ahead here, but I just. I hope we get to see him again. I hope we get more interaction with him. I, yeah, again, going a bit further ahead, I feel like it was. This one is more just to be, remind us that Rex is in the universe, and now he has that connection with the Bad yeah, Batch. This, if they right uh, later on, we can talk more about that. But I think it was more just setting up that that aspect of their relationship. Because then he also has that relationship with the with the rebels, yes. right? With the with the rebellion. So I'm, you know, I'm sure he maybe he has spoken to Bail Organa at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely definitely can see that. Cool. Okay, let's uh, let's keep going here because um, this part I definitely want to talk about. Uh, the Bad Batch meet with Rex on Bracca, um, and Rex thinks uh, that there's a downed Jedi cruiser that will allow them to remove the inhibitor chips, assuming they can avoid the Scrapper Guild who control the planet. Uh, Bracca, which is, you know, very, um, it's very stark, but also has some lovely visuals, as we mentioned. Um, it also seems to have a tentacle monster, of course, because all these ships need to have some sort of tentacle monster. Uh, and this tentacle monster almost drags Wrecker to his doom. But after surviving the beast, they make it to the medical bay where almost uh, as like a defense mechanism, the chip finally activates and Wrecker suddenly believes everyone is in violation of Order 66. He begins hunting them through the dark rooms and corridors and sort of knocking out everyone in the abandoned uh, cruiser until he finally corners Omega. Luckily, Rex is able to stun him uh, just before he harms her. So, guys, what did you think of Wrecker's inhibitor chip awakening? And do you think he really would have hurt Omega? Justin. It looked pretty close. Like it looked like he if if it wasn't for Rex coming in that I think he would have. That was a pretty like that was that was the intense moment that we were we were looking for. Like the whole build up of of the planet itself, the graveyard, the just the epic scope of it, the again we at the top of the show we were saying like the soundtrack, the sound effects, everything just added to this element of dark and eerie and almost a little horror-esque. Like it was like 
It was actually sure. interesting how they layered in some some horror elements to 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 the episode just to give it a little bit more tension leading up to the sort of demonic possession of of Wrecker, right? Just kind of taking control and, and fully succumbing to his his inhibitor chip and and you know just lashing out at everyone. Yeah, I think it was really good and I I I think that I know where you're coming from Nate when you say that this this episode feels a little like too soon and I think we thought this was going to be a big part of the team's growth. But, yeah. you know, after like this sort of being contained in one episode, it doesn't seem like it It might be. So, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I get yeah. I get where you might be coming from that let down standpoint with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool to see how how aggressive he was. Like his fighting oh style was awesome. Like and they, they do Dude, such yeah. a great job with choreographing these animated characters to fight like yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moment the moment when he when you hear that boom yeah and he looks up at echo and just grabs his neck and starts choking him i was terrified i was terrified for all of them yeah i think again talking with the soundtrack too like at that moment it just it was playing the ear music and all of a sudden like you said that big like moment and it's like okay something's not right anymore and he proceeds to just (laughs) fight like like using his his only ability which is his strength basically i thought it was crazy uh also just talking about like setting up the setting that up that whole thing when they're exploring this venator it is so dark and that one moment uh, point when they were coming down that hallway and just the pitch black and they had the flashlights on i was almost i almost forgot i was watching uh like a clone wars animation right? thing it was so right. real and gritty and like again really set that stage being like this is uh they're not in safe territory anymore like stuff something's gonna go ha- go wrong and it was wreckers like instant snap there i thought that was great uh, it was so good. I also thought it was cool to see see Braca again. I mean, if you played Fallen uh, Fallen Order, yeah. you would have seen the planet as well, and so yeah. that was really neat. Uh, it's strange to think that they'd still be picking apart some of these uh, Venators after so long. Like you gotta think this is what fifteen <laughs> years almost. After, yeah, but that's yeah. a lot of tech that. though. That's a lot of tech yeah. that's on that planet, man. Like I that can like be they had salvage. Some efficient... They were working in the middle of the night. They had they had ships <laughs> going at all times. You'd think they'd yeah. be making some well, money they, on this stuff. Yeah, they got <laughs> they probably got better at like, you know, doing it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think they had too many uh Jedi come through there and they had to, you know, you know how like a lot of companies have their like how many days without an accident? Uh, I think how, that might have gone up. How many days without a rebel infiltration? <laughs> With, just like, yeah. A rebel, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, yeah, I loved seeing, because I think it's cool because it's, you know, it's Filoni and Star Wars animation just bringing in more of that extended lore, mm-hmm. right? Saying, no, 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 that is absolutely canon. You saw it in a video game. Now it's part of the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just gets me excited to see it. You know, do we see Braca in live action? Probably not, but maybe. You yeah, never know, anything's right? Anything's possible so, in Star Wars, really. Like, they exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're reminding us. That's one yeah, of the yeah, and, that's, yeah. and that's what I was saying last... I think it was last... Was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week, maybe, when with the introduction of... Uh, Trace and Rafa. It just just goes to show how Star Wars is just this open book, and anything can can find its way in to yeah. to to live action to to animated. They're not siloing it anymore, and I think that has a lot to do with the introduction of someone like Ahsoka. And we've already seen other characters that have already made introductions from animated, but small amounts. But I think the big push here is really translating Ahsoka into a live action uh, character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be cool to see kind of, um, you know, given the characters that surround Ahsoka that we're talking about already, you know, who who do we get from there in live action? But um, but yeah, I, again, Justin, just to go back to the point from earlier, talking about Wrecker's like awakening, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it, it I just feel like it it won't have many lasting effects on the group, and I I thought that like you know I I think 
for someone who's um, we kind of have really grown attached to and they've sort of made him really lovable for him to have this huge moment. It's I hope it affects him later on. I hope something happens. I hope there's more uh, to come out of this because I, it didn't feel like it would be really affecting them going forward. I thought that, you know, Wrecker's snap there when he was uh, corner, had corner to Mega, he actually did seem to be fighting it. Like his good soldiers follow orders was very stuttered mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I feel like maybe if, if we had seen him enough time, we may have seen him fight back because we saw Rex hold himself back to fight uh, when he was facing Ahsoka. So like it is right. clearly possible. I feel like maybe right. we just didn't see enough of it. Maybe we'll see that play, I, play I, out. With the other, nah, I think I think he would have murdered younglings. Dude. I think he would have uh, murdered I younglings. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I think the difference is is knowing, right? Like I think that like unless you're leaving it to really like you know when you act in live action, there's a nuance to that performance that could lend that to to kind of maybe feeling that. I feel like with animation, while it's so stunning what they can do, you lose a little bit of that. So I yeah, feel like sure. he mm-hmm. was definitely hitting more of that tier of like. I'm going to do this. Like she, she is a, (laughs) she is a traitor and she needs to be eliminated. And like, I would have loved it though, if it played out the way you're describing where it was like he did and then he just drops the gun. And I think that, because that's what you predicted, Justin. That was one of your predictions that that would happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I I know that that, and that might've been selfish, but I think that that, again, that would have sold that moment of like how his human compassion for Omega overrode his inhibitor chip. Right. So, Mm You know, it's one of those things. Um, I think, I don't think, like, again, I don't want to downplay it. Like, this was obviously a very pivotal moment in their story and their growth. But, like, I think overall, this this just felt very, like, a little bit more rushed. And it could yeah. have been spread across, like, a couple episodes, like, just to draw out, like, maybe, you know, Wrecker leaves them and, you know. Something. We've got, we've had this this headache for, like, almost all the episodes so far out of the out of the you know the seven that we've done so it's just like i don't know (laughs) it's almost half i I feel like again they they weren't expecting it at all it was a headache until they started scanning it i almost feel like tech's little scanning device is what triggered it because it happened so so quickly after like a couple little boop boops and he's like get that thing away from me and yeah i i definitely think that that had a uh, a handle in it it's almost like, like they they pulled the trigger unintentionally maybe so. that's that's a way that they're going to activate or do something to him to to crosshair yeah somehow like it's, interfere with it yeah like that, we're I feel all like over that's... the map today people jeez come on <laughs> we got predictions we got we're moving yeah, ahead in yeah. the episode sorry nate we're, we're, we're messing with your funk Keep, no it's continue. all good it's all good let's keep let's keep going here let's keep going Having stunned Wrecker, uh, they're finally able to have him undergo the surgery. And luckily, the procedure is a success. Uh, There's a really sweet moment when Wrecker emerges from his comatose. uh, And Omega refuses to leave his side until he wakes up. Uh, And when he does, he sort of shares like... He shares a little mantel mix with uh, with her as per tradition. Uh, and after all of Clone Force 99 have their inhibitor chips removed, Hunter bids farewell to Rex. Uh, he tells Rex that the priorities of Clone Force 99 have shifted and that Omega is very much among those priorities, which was so lovely. Uh, Rex returns to fight against the Empire while Clone Force 99 is left to figure out their next move. Then we get a cliffhanger where they're spotted by the Scrapper Guild, who immediately inform the Empire of their whereabouts, and the episode ends. So what did you guys think of the, you know, the removal of these chips? What, is it, what do you think that means for Clone Force 99 going forward? And, uh, and do you think that the Scrapper Guild is actually a threat? Darcy. 
Uh, well, first off, I think that they're definitely like now that they know it's possible and like how or what tech is required to remove the chip. I feel like yeah. it's definitely uh, a, a possibility that they can use this going forward on their brother that is stuck stuck under his control because clearly we saw that Wrecker remembers everything he was doing. It, that must he was trapped yes, in his own true. body. And yeah. he must like he feel felt tortured uh, over having fa- like uh, held Omega at gunpoint oh, man. and yeah. facing his family and throwing him around basically. So uh, I think it was really cool to see that Omega immediately understood it's not his fault and like reinforced that fact. Like he is still like they are still a family and nothing has changed despite what happened now. So yeah. I think mm. they can definitely use that and kind of hopefully go forward and reclaim their their lost brother. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I like that now that you said it that way. I, I was, I was going to say, I'm sort of split onto whether or not I want that thread to be over for the storyline. Because, like, on one hand, they still have nine more episodes to explore the next arc, which is cool. Um, but again, I felt like this was going to be a bigger thing. Like, it was, I don't know, I felt it was going to be a bigger deal or it was going to kind of matter know, more. Kind of it was going to matter play, more. Not, maybe not matter, but play out more. Sure. Play out mm-hmm. more yes. yeah. throughout the rest of the episodes. I totally agree with you. And Nate. be harder for them to do. Yes. Like, this seems really easy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, uh, yes, exactly. I think, I think you're absolutely right. But in these last, this last scene, you get some of the most heartfelt, beautifully oh, yeah. genuine moments that like like the way omega was so concerned for for wrecker as he laid there you know in his like comatose yeah. like yeah. to see how endearing it is uh and just like how much she she loves him right and also like when he wakes up and having to have that conversation like there's just such a they've they've, they've established such a a, a a beautiful relationship between these two characters uh that feels very reminiscent of like you know the Mandalorian and the child or, you know, even just that concept of the wolf and the cub kind of mentality. Right. So, uh, which they, they all sort of serve and play, but I think, you know, we thought Hunter would probably be that it looks like Wrecker really is that, you know, wolf and cub kind of mentality. Or he's a no, cub. for sure. He's a cub because uh, he, he's a kid. He's right? a big brother. He's yeah. a big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, he's that's there the... to have fun. Hunter's going to protect. Yeah, right. They all kind of serve their different purposes. Right. I was, I was saying like earlier in the episode when they're having their Orban tell uh, stuff, like yes. the way that he like kind of looks back and says, uh, "Put on Sid's tab." It kind of reminds me like two kids getting away with something they know yeah. is wrong type yeah, thing. Like yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's totally the prankster older brother type thing that yeah. and she I love... clearly is bonding for. <laughs> I love the Mantel mix. Like, yeah. can we get that at That's Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge, Edge, please? Because I'm pretty it. sure. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same one, but it probably will be. Well, they, it, um, I think it's inspired. Forward. I think it's inspired yes. for sure. Because yeah. like, so. you can get that colorful popcorn at Galaxy's yeah. Edge, right? Right, but, but I, it's like, not going for, I guarantee. Mix. No, but yeah. I guarantee there will be, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like next week, they're gonna. <laughs> some vlogger is gonna be like, they got the Mantel mix from Bad Batch. You'll see like big crates with like Ord Mantel stickers on the side around the around the outpost now. Like yes, yeah. And I, I also don't. Here's the thing: I don't think the Scrapper Guild is anything to be worried about, but I think the Empire. It's going to be a beeline situation for sure. The Empire is going to beeline for them, and they're going to beeline now that they know how to get those that inhibitor chip out. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna run for for Hunter. Yeah, kind of run run in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. That last scene was basically just saying, "Hey, Crosshair knows now because you know that's who the the elite clone hunter will be. The clone that is the elite among them, basically. So yeah, because absolutely. you definitely know he's coming at some point." Well, let's just like uh, I don't think we've seen Crosshair since episode two or three. I think it was like three, yeah, when he had the mission or whatever. Yeah, he's been actually out of the story for three weeks. So yeah. at some point he's going to come back, and yeah, it's obviously and and it's just going to be interesting to see 
how how evolved he is or how developed he is, you know, if or how devolved he is, right? Mm. We were talking about, you know, Darcy was mentioning how those inhibitor chips might be inhibiting him uh, from being able to actually uh, be a good shot anymore or kind of show off his skill, do his, you know, do his thing with his gun. Well, yeah, I mean, like the fact that uh, Wrecker was saying he's like, I, like no matter what I wanted to do, I couldn't do it. So, like, let's say his body's just trying to shoot stuff, even though he's like, I need to aim a bit higher because the wind, just because he knows that. His body's sure. not going to do that because it's just physical stuff. The mental connection is no longer there, it seems. So I'm he's wondering. He's programmed. He's yeah. programmed to just do what soldiers do without having that, again, that personality quirk that made him the, the sharpshooter that he is. Ah, yes. Very good cool. soldiers follow orders. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, Justin. Uh, but before we get to that part of the episode, which is literally the end, uh, let's let's uh, wrap up the plot on this one. Guys, I want to know your overall thoughts and final score for this episode, uh, which we will be rating on a scale of one to five bags of Mantel Mix. Uh, Justin, let's start with you. Uh, I, I agree with you, Nate. I think that there's parts of this episode that felt rushed that I would have liked to have seen played out longer over the series, uh, whether that be uh, record turning on the clone force and kind of drawing that out and then having some sort of epiphany to come back. Uh, this episode, while it does feel a little uh, full of some of the most rich stuff that they were kind of hinting at throughout the past six episodes, it does give us some of the most genuinely like beautiful moments yeah. from from two characters that are animated and and really evolving it like setting up the beginning of the episode with with Wrecker and Omega going to get the Mantel mix and just yeah. <laughs> and just like how they're kids and establishing that and like setting that up and then seeing where that would inevitably lead towards the end there's just they they did such a good job of just evolving that story and and deepening that relationship and that's where that character development comes from obviously plot wise moving it forward in terms of like having their their inhibitor chips, yeah, I wish that could have played out a little bit longer throughout the series. Uh, that being yeah. said, I still enjoyed those moments uh, with Omega and Wrecker, so I'm going to give this one 3.8 out of 5 bags of Mantel Mix. Joints, what did you think of uh, this episode with your rating? Uh, I really enjoyed the episode. Again, I... I... I know you guys uh, we're, no, you're, I understand where you're coming from saying that it uh, felt a little rushed and stuff like that but I also feel like there's still a lot of story left uh, where these characters can go and this was just a small part of it now we know yeah. that, that that threat of the betrayal from within is gone now they can focus on the external threats and sure. eventually make That's that true. choice that they talked about earlier like what side are they going to fight for type thing mm, right. or are they going to still fight or are they going to go and try and find somewhere where they can just kind of you know hang up the guns who knows where they're going but I feel like that'll be a more a more late season kind of storyline play out uh also in terms of again like just talking about the, the the animation and the soundtrack and stuff like that a lot of it was really like again i can't stop talking about it because it was it's so memorable so that went a really long way with me too. yeah so absolutely I'd probably, I'd probably be giving this episode like a solid i'm gonna go 4.1 uh out of five bags of mantel mix because i i really was blown away with it and again i liked all the character development as well so i felt like this is a just really good episode very cool yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you guys. Like, there were some beautiful moments visually, uh, beautiful moments for the ears as well. I love seeing Braca again being brought in. Um, love seeing Rex again. Um, some really beautiful character moments between Omega and, uh, and Wrecker. Um, but, I mean, again, I, as much as I enjoyed seeing Rex, um, I do feel like, again, it, there wasn't, there wasn't, it didn't feel big enough. Um, with with kind of how much we were anticipating that character to to see him again, um, but I think you know with with his clear PTSD um, from again a very terrifying ordeal 
Um, I think I think they they he served his purpose for at least this episode. And, and you're right, Darcy. Like, hopefully we can see him again really yeah. soon. Well, he definitely still know? he knows he can trust this group of clones now that he they have their chips out. Like, he has more allies in the fight if he yeah. needs them. Yeah. So I think Hunter, I, yeah. he, they're going to get a call eventually for sure. Yeah, and Hunter yeah. says, you know, you know how to reach us. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like he knows he knows and he expects that you know Rex will reach out to him. If need be. For sure. And again, I, I do feel like the sort of getting the answer so quickly to last week's uh, speculation did feel underwhelming. Um, and I just think there was a lot of buildup for a Wrecker's headache that it just I thought it would be more impactful for the team going forward. I thought maybe we would see him go off or maybe we would we I thought we could. I honestly thought we might even see the end of, of one of our, our Bad Batch, or at least maybe one of them go into a, a coma because of Wrecker's actions. So I was hoping to, to get a little bit more of that. But but the moments with him and Omega were so lovely um, that it, it did bring my score up a little bit than I was originally anticipating. So with all that said, um, I enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed last week's episode. So I'm giving this episode a three and a half bags of Mantel mix uh, out of five. Um, so uh, at this point, we normally would tell, you know, kind of go off on what's going to happen, Batch. Um, but I think we kind of already did that throughout the episode for the most part. Yeah. Um, so unless you Batches have anything else you want to Batch on about, um, nope. I'd say... We're good. I think yeah. I think we're good because I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the things that we were, were you know, batching about were you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the term now? Yeah. The things that we were, the things that we were batching yeah. about were yeah. were kind of actually resolved here. Like we we saw the outcome yeah. of of the inhibitor chip on Wrecker. We you know we got Rex. You know what I mean we had the reveal of who Trace and Rafa were speaking to. You know like yeah. I agree. Like I think that that could have been drawn out. Would have loved to have seen that come in. You know. That's like that's like if if in Mandalorian after episode one of season two where they introduced Boba Fett the next episode he was there you know what I mean like right. they they drew that out for like four yeah. or five episodes and then he showed up right and yeah. and really like out of the blue right so you know again I just I find yeah. you guys so funny you go, first you complain about you know not being enough enough story for it being filler stuff like that and then you get a big nice story story packed episode where things happen and things change you're just like. I don't know. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it. It's like we, there's still a half a season. If you, if I felt if they had dwelt on this for 16 episodes, I'd be tired of the inhibitor chip threat and lingering and stuff. A hundred percent. I guess I, I, you know what? I, I, I hear that that they needed to resolve that sooner rather than later. But I think instead of fully resolving it, this episode could have been the turning point of when Wrecker right. switches over. Right. The team yeah. breaks up. And then they have to move the next stop. I think they were seed planting all of these elements to to really lead to the fact that it could be a bigger part. And to have it all kind of just happen in one episode, episode. it does feel like, okay, well, if we thought that's what was happening in the rest of the season, well, now what's going to happen? It's kind of a reset, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. It's episode seven, and we're not even at the halfway mark, and they've kind of, in the middle here, just reset all the things. So now we know it's just going to be Crosshair, Empire, you know, they're on the run, What's going to happen next, right? What's going to exactly. happen next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what is going to happen next? Uh, we'll batch listen, about it next week, okay? We'll yeah. batch about it. <laughs> we'll batch about it next week for sure. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Watch Club. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to uh, podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts, if you want to batch to us uh, with your thoughts and predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club. Well, listen, you don't have to go on a chip-induced rampage. Instead, Justin, can you let our listeners know 
how to reach us. You can reach us at weargeeksatric at gmail.com. That is weargeeksatric at gmail.com. See, I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so glad. Like, listen, listen, Kevin has a lot of fun with us, but I don't know if Kevin would be down for you to be doing Jar Jar Binks impressions. So I'm so glad we got joined with us. Really for some bad, it's a really bad Jar Jar Binks. It's a but, bad, listen, it's a bad, you're a bad batch. You I'm can a, do whatever you I want. I can be naughty. um keep in mind we also have our other watch club happening right now uh for marvel's loki darcy did you get a chance to catch that first episode Uh, what are your thoughts it was a wicked first episode where they managed to cram five years of character growth into a 50 minute episode and i felt all those moments that i felt with the growth of original loki just as much as i do with variant loki so i i cannot wait to see where they go because more loki's is always fun and I'm guaranteeing. I'm guessing we'll see more than just one other Loki. I feel like we'll see oh, multiple sure. Lokis, yeah. and I can't wait to see what characters uh, those will be. Basically, very cool. Yeah. yeah, I am excited. I am really excited in the marketing and the trailers. They showed President Loki. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what that's all about. Yeah. Um, but I'm listen. I'm also really excited to mention that we'll also be putting out our review of Pixar's latest heartwarming adventure, Luca, very soon. So make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Justin, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say... Good soldiers, follow orders. Jeez, Justin, come on. (laughs) 